Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Sidney. I'm here with Clicks. What's up? So glad that you like my interviews. This really means a lot. I need to put out on the record that I actually hit you up to do this. I, you know, oh. so I didn't even know if you know anything about me, but I just want to like chat and yeah, hang out. I'm so and, down. I don't know. Get see everybody on there to know a little bit more about me. Yeah, that's what exactly what I'm here for. So exactly. I'm so glad. And this is the perfect way to do it on yes. the on the sidewalk. Right? <laughs> So you were born in New Zealand, right? New Zealand, yes, in Auckland. And I am the age of 22 currently, about to turn 23. Damn, we're the same age. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dang, nice. So were your parents born, this, born there as well? Yep, they were born uh, like kind of halfway, kind of in the middle of the North Island, kind of south middle of North Island called Palmerston North. Yeah. Little like small town. Um, and when they got out, uh, when they got out of like uni and uh, college and stuff, they moved up to Auckland and had a family. That's where I come in. <laughs> yeah. So all like all of your family lives there. Do you have like like generations back or? I really don't know. Like, yeah. okay, my last name is Schnell. Yeah. And this is a good little like. Oh. Watch out, there's <laughs> um, My last name is Schnell, and in German, that means fast or quick. So that's where I got my name from, Quicks. And oh. So, um, I probably have some kind of German heritage. I have no idea where it is from, but from my memory, everyone's just been in New Zealand. Yeah. Everyone's just... All my relatives and cousins and my great aunties and uncles yeah. and grandfathers and grandpas and everyone's just been in New Zealand so mm -hmm. I really don't yeah. really know where else yeah. my family from except New Zealand. <laughs> How do you describe yourself back then growing up? Um, I was I was actually like a really weird child to be honest. Really? I got pulled out of school when I was young Damn. Uh, because I had I wasn't, I wasn't like, I didn't have any disabilities or anything weird, I was just like naturally a weird child and I just couldn't really learn like the other kids. So my mom pulled me out of school uh, when I was like seven and she homeschooled me for about six oh, years. Wow. And also my other three sisters were homeschooled as well. Um, and then I went back to school, I did like high school, mm -hmm. like at the age of 14. And that's kind of when I started getting into like producing and right. making music and I mean all this time like from probably like eight, nine years old I was playing music, writing music, instruments like drums and guitar and bass and trying to be in bands and stuff that never worked and mm. never took off but <laughs> still it was about writing music and having fun yeah. but then like I don't know the whole band aspect kind of I liked it and I liked working as a team but it also was tough to like get the whole togetherness yeah. working and actually stepping it up and so I mean I was like well a DJ is like one person yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of works out yeah. to just be you know mm -hmm. on my own time and my yeah. own schedule so that kind of worked I guess but we'll go back a bit um yeah so 
Like in what ways? In what ways were you like strange? Or did you just have like other interests? Oh or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of skipped over that. I just couldn't learn like other kids. I was just feel like it was my creative kid, and I needed to be taught in a different way. Like the te you know, I feel like schools they like they have like one kind of like way of teaching, and if you kind of don't fit within that, you're not gonna really do well. I feel like I was a little off to the side. And I needed to be taught my way, which was probably by drawing and visual, mm. visually learning, right. and in that sense, um, uh, yeah. So when Mum took me out of school, I think it helped and kind of didn't because when you're homeschooled, half your time is spent no, a quarter of your time is spent doing work, and then the other three quarters is spent doing what you want to do which was mainly for me was like playing music and jumping on the trampoline and playing uh like you know riding my bike or something yeah like that. so i had a lot of like free time because mm -hmm. there wasn't any of this interval with um uh like you know going to school coming back to school waking up it meant family holidays like worked so well because we just go like when the you know when school was in we'd just go on our family holiday then yeah and we'd get like you know there'd be no one at at the campground or there'd be no mm -hmm. one at the beach and yeah. we'd just we'd like it'd be <laughs> awesome how do you think being homeschooled influenced the person you are now i mean it's uh, i feel like being homeschooled i definitely was sheltered a whole lot mm. i learned you know, like, I had my first sip of alcohol when I was, like, 19 or 20 or something. Yeah. You know, I was very, you know, I, like, have no idea. You know when people go, oh, dude, remember from, like, the 2000s? I have, like, no idea what anyone's talking about because I kind of was, like, sheltered from that. But, I mean, yeah. I guess Yu-Gi-Oh! and Beyblades was my, like, last little thing that I remember. And then anything from that. Like, I mean, I wasn't growing up on, like, Pokemon or, like... Yeah. Or on anything like that. Yeah. So when Pokemon Go came out last year, I was like, what is this? <laughs> Everyone's just like getting hit by cars and stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> but, um, uh. But do you say it was kind of like yeah. introverted? Cause you, or did you have a other people that you like hung out with? Yeah, I did. I met some of my best friends while I was homeschooled, like funnily enough, because you would think, oh, it's just at your home and it doesn't, you know, you don't see anyone. But like we had groups on like we had like a Friday kind of group where yeah. everyone that was homeschooled would come and do like normal school together and that was that was dope that was really cool because you got to meet lots of new people lots of weird people went though yeah like, there was a lot of weird <laughs> like I'm like oh you're weird you, you, you find your own kind of niche of people and you'd be like yeah I'm sticking with the people that are normal yeah, <laughs> yeah. what do your parents do uh, they both they both work at church. Oh. Uh, my yeah, me and my family were growing up. Uh, we were all raised in a Christian home, and my dad originally worked for a really big uh, bicycle company called mm. Avanti. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, Shepherd Industries was cool, and their main product was uh, Avanti bikes, and so he was killing it in that scene. <laughs> um, and then just I don't know like out of crazy stuff that happened um, uh, he left that job and 
He now is like the full-time general manager at our church, which is one Whoa. of the biggest churches in New Zealand, which Whoa. is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and my mom is doing like uh, personal assistant work, like PA work for him, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Uh, and my mom is like, obviously my dad. Uh, my, my dad was able to uh, work full time, and he killed it at college and post grad Whoa. and stuff. So he like had an awesome job to support our family while mum taught us kids. So right. like I said, pretty my sisters situation. were also homeschooled as well with me. I was the first to go because I was the weird child. <laughs> and then my sisters were like, oh, we want to be homeschooled as well. So like, yeah. they came in and then, um, yeah, mum taught us all. And then it was weird because we'd grown up, mum just, mum just teaching us. Mum was always at home. Mum, you know, didn't have a job. But then when mum got a job, it was like, man, the house was like empty. Oh, it was like, yeah. you know, kind of has these weird vibes to it when like, you're so used to something and then like, uh, we're your mum's home all the time. And then I reckon I am a mama's boy, but <laughs> a little bit. How do you think like, does religion still play a big part of who you are now? Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Me and my wife, we are both Christians, and uh, we go to church. We actually go to um, Hillsong, LA. The I went to the Hong Kong one. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It's um, they have like Sunday services at the Blasco Theater, which is ironic because there's a lot of shows that happen there. I've been to a whole lot of shows there, and it's funny going uh, to the Blasco Theater. Uh, for a rave and then the next <laughs> night going there to for like a worship service which yeah. is it's totally like plays with your head yeah. it's so funny it's awesome though what is it actually like being like a christian in the electronic scene like a lot of stuff are kind of like yeah even with like drugs or like a lot of alcohol and even True. like kind of the messages they spread like what is your thought on the whole all of yeah. that yeah like well I, as I said, I was, I was raised in a, in a Christian home where, like, nobody smoked. My parents barely drank alcohol. Um, you know, I've had my fair share of, um, you know, like, you know, people asking me, like, oh, do you want to drink? Do you want to have some, uh, like, you know, drugs and whatnot? And uh, it's good that I've, I find it, it's good that I've never tried drugs before because, if somebody asks me, it's very easy for me to say no as someone who has tried it and will say yes. Mm. It's very easy for someone to say yes to something after they've had it, which yeah. is, and it, that has addictive properties in it. So with, and then with alcohol, it's kind of just a thing that I go, I, I don't drink on the road or I have one if it's with like a, whole group of my you know team when we're together and we're celebrating but yeah. it's oh, when I'm on the road it's it's a no for me because one it's work like I, I treat my traveling and yeah well like it's work for me and then also traveling it's like if you're if you're constantly drinking on the road you're just gonna screw yourself and you'll miss your flights you'll become unreliable and you'll just feel crappy all the time yeah it just won't work so how about like the electronic scene in general because i feel like my mom is super christian yeah and she would like she would probably just be like if i were a musician she'd like why don't you just make christian music like totally what is it well, well, why is it not for like 
like praising God and stuff. Totally. Well, I feel like my music can be. Um, I feel like my music, you know, doesn't have to speak messages in like uh, in a dialogue sense. But if I can make somebody happy in the sense of um, uh, within secular music, and if I can write something that is, I don't know, incredible that blesses somebody else. You know, even in my walk in my life, could be an influence. Uh, could be like an influence in theirs, and um, so I guess it's not so me trying to like sp spread a message and like smash someone over here with a Bible or whatever. <laughs> but like it's it's me living my life as a you know with good morals and uh, and positivity that I can you know spread onto other people. Yeah. Because what in the end, everybody in life is just searching for happiness. And I find my happiness through God, and if I can channel that through my music, then like, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think yeah. that's cool. And then how did you, and then you were in like, like metal bands and stuff, and different types of uh, bands. I, tr I tried, I wasn't yeah. really so much in metal bands. I was like, I mean, it was like a, my mate's garage, and we play like Rage Against the Mission. <laughs> I was always drums, I always played drums. That was my that was my thing. Yeah. But, um, How did you even find that sort of music? Did it? Oh, did you just like it? It uh, it, it it progresses. Like I remember f first listening to like metal and thinking, oh man, people sound disgusting when they like um, are screaming like that. Or <laughs> and then and then I progressed into it, and you know there would be those bands that have like kind of hybrid where they'd have like pop singer and then they'd also have uh, a little bit of screaming and they would like go oh yeah it's like I kind of understand it and then over time it would progress and I'd go oh yeah like this is sick and then what really got me into it was like the breakdowns like where it would be like you know they would have like some vocals like rah, 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 and then yeah. be like Dew. Yeah, and then, and so like I would go to lots of uh, no, I wouldn't go to lots. I went to a few shows, and uh, there would be you know like people throwing down. There'd be like mosh pits, and I just I just get in there and start like throwing down, and I don't know. I found that really like fun, and then yeah. that actually like which was cool. It actually progressed into. Um, into like dubstep and that kind of heaviness and like the drops kind of substituted for the breakdowns and whatnot. Yeah. Which you, was sick. Do you remember how you got from that phase into the dubstep phase? I remember it was one song and it was Downlink uh, Gamma Ray Burst. That track was the first, that was the first ever, first ever song that I are listened you, to for dubstep. It was, it was really good, but the main thing that got me really like psyched was uh, when I first heard uh, like trap music oh. where it was where it wasn't so much of a whoop 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 it was like that shoulder like bobbing like oh okay yeah. they kind of like bass line and whatnot and that the first song I heard of trap the first ever was um the flood by R.L. Grime oh yeah I, I actually remember when I first ever met Henry um, about three months ago at his show in Auckland oh damn I went I, I asked him I went to him and I said man like your song the flood got me 
into this kind of music. It's kind of like, I don't know, his creativity has brought me to where I am kind of today. And that's crazy to think that he's probably done that for so many yeah. people. Like so many. And it's crazy to think that I've kind of done that with some some people as well. You know, yeah. like I've given people like a creative uh, push to do what they want to do and um, make the kind of music that they're making right now, which is, and I hear about a few in a few messages like I get on like Facebook or yeah. Reddit or, by the way, this is probably on Reddit right now. So shout out to my <laughs> trap fam. I love you guys. Um, yeah, but the messages that I get are so incredible of people just saying, man, you're influencing me so much and Damn. thank you. And it's, it's a weird feeling to yeah. think that you're kind of like the catalyst that has like created a new creative outlet for, for someone. So, 100%, yeah. So what is the scene actually even like in like New Zealand in general? It's gotten a lot better. You'd be surprised, but it's actually insane. Um, I know my, the bro Ikeli, yeah. uh, Nathan, he just toured through New Zealand and sold out all three of his shows there. Oh, wow. Which is like, oh, that's just insane. That's so, I'm so happy for him too, because it, that kind of like selling out really like strengthens the, um, the scene and whatnot. Yeah. And we've got a really good basing. We've got like a couple of good like groups on Facebook. One of them is called Trap NZ and it's exclusively for New Zealand trap heads and yeah we all wow. we all like post up in that and um, and share like who's playing when in, in New Zealand and like here's some new music by this artist or it's a really good kind of community and it's been growing over the last like yeah. couple of years. And that's, I reckon, what's establishing a really good bass scene or just electronic music scene yeah. within um, within New Zealand. Because it used to be more like band scene, right? I was like talking to Cosmos Midnight, like bands are even popular. Yeah, totally. Australia, New Zealand. Totally. I would say, yeah, come go back like ten years, and like there was nothing like you. You wouldn't go out and see a DJ. You would be going out to see bands play or a singer, like an acoustic. Yeah. songwriter doing a thing but yeah you would just never see uh, DJs going yeah. out so like now right now yeah there's just every week it's like oh yo this DJ is headlining this club and this is these all the guys on support go out and like wow. support and yeah it's really cool eh and then so after school what did you do like high school yeah after school I I went to uni. I did one year of university, college. In New um, Zealand? In New Zealand. And that was influenced by my dad. And, and I tried doing a business degree, kind of following what he did, because I was super, like, stoked on his success. And I'm like, man, yeah. if I can bring no, that... he's such a big part of your life. Oh, like what he wants yeah, to totally. Yeah. Like, if, that, if he can, like, you know, influence me in that sense. And I did one whole year of doing, like, a commerce degree that... I passed, like, uh, like I was dedicated to like just passing, but I still couldn't do that because I was so like every time I every opportunity I had to study, I would be making music. Yeah. I'd be I'd be trying to like yeah. make a song, even though no one would hear it. I don't know, the, yeah. like the hundred people that followed me on SoundCloud back then would hear yeah. it, um, or I'd show it to my friends or. You had lots of producer friends like in your college. Not really. Oh. <laughs> but as I got into the scene more, so like after I did 
uni, I did then one year of uh, Bible college at my church that um, oh. you know, my parents work for now. Yeah. Uh, was that something that you wanted to do or parents kind of wanted no, to No, I, I chose to do that. And oh. it was more, like, obviously, I have a theology degree, but, I mean, sorry, certificate. It was like a one-year thing. Oh, crossing the road, so dangerous. <laughs> like, you're so scared in America crossing the road. <laughs> Even though all the pedestrians have the right-of-way. Yeah. In, in anywhere in New Zealand, Australia, pedestrians, like, don't have the right-of-way. Yeah. If you get hit by a car, it's your damn fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I did that year, uh, the year of Bible college, just for, uh, just to kind of, I guess, learn about myself and mm -hmm. and get myself, like, you know, my get my life skills up in a sense, you know, like learning how to communicate, learning how to be on time, learning how to, I don't know, just be better at life. And it helped. Mm -hmm. It helped yeah. so much. I like walked out like a whole different person, wow. you know. Um, kind of had a like a new perspective on life and you know it like helped me be a way better person and then, so like during that I was doing one day a week mowing lawns uh, for yeah. one of my best mates dad and then to like put the family circle together my wife is um, my wife that this is so confusing <laughs> my best friend's dad is my wife's uncle who actually married us. Wow. So it's like a whole whole circle thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then like during my year of Bible college I did one day a week working as a lawnmower. Yeah. I read that your you were when you were answering the twi uh, Reddit AMA. Oh yeah. Was still during that time you were like lawn mowing, right? Probably. Yeah, I probably you were like, was. Okay, gotta go back to lawn mowing. Yeah, yeah, be right back. Gotta <laughs> like mow some old guy's lawn. But yeah, I and then after I did the year of um, doing the interning, I did full time lawn mowing. Uh, and then the next year, and and kind of during that full that full year of mowing lawns, I think it was like 2015. Yeah. I. Uh, that's when I started to get like shows over in Australia where I did one of my first tours over there and I started How did you even get your foot in the door like in general? Sorry? How did you get your foot in the door in general? Well, I think it was Was it difficult for first, New Zealand? It was a little bit. I wasn't looking in the perspective of like trying to get my foot in the door though. I was just trying to You know make music that sounded good I kind of wasn't really keen to, I mean, I was keen to like be a flipping DJ, put your hands in the air, but like, <laughs> I did not know how to get there. I didn't know the steps to do that. So like, the fact that I, um, you know, was kind of waiting for that kind of was a blessing because I, I wasn't, I wasn't really, sorry, I was, I wasn't really waiting to get picked up, but that was kind of a blessing because I didn't have to, I wasn't just trying to nag people. I wasn't sending myself out for promo or whatever, I was kind of just, I want to make music that sounds good and then if something happens, it happens. Damn, so how did people even like find your music in general? Well, um, one of the first people that found my music was a guy called, do you know Gesture? J-S-T-J-R. Oh yeah, yeah. His actual name's Jim, he's a good dude. He, um, he was one of the first guys that picked me up. He yeah. reposted my song. I can't even remember the song, uh, but it, it got me my first thousand plays on SoundCloud, which wow. was like, I screenshotted that, so you, put it up on Facebook. How many subs did you have back then? Not so many, right? Oh, probably like 500, maybe? Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, and, and then I remember um, I made a song, 
a really old song called uh, Yellow in brackets Ben's desk because mm -hmm. I actually made the song <laughs> right I wrote the song on my mate's desk his name's Ben and um, uh, Diplo actually had a second account called Diplo Approved. Oh. Diplo Approved, that account reposted that song and it got me my first thousand followers, yeah. which was like huge for me. What other turning points would you say in your career that's brought to you really, where you are now? Yeah, a really big one obviously was collaborating with Boombox Cartel uh, mm. Supernatural. Yeah. That song was awesome because it, it came out of just pure wanting to just write music for the sake of writing music and I I re tried reming, remixing their song with um, Nightmare called Aftershock and sent that to uh, Jorge in America and they were like yo this is actually pretty cool take out the stems and like let's turn it into original oh. and that's kind of where like the first drop was created yeah. and then we kept working on it, kept working on it, because like, it was only just like a first drop and that's all we had. And then we tried writing like a future based second drop and then far out, they killed it on the second drop and, yeah. and made that huge. And yeah, that song got really big just because RL Grime dropped it a couple of times yeah. and like it was at like Coachella and stuff. So everybody, a lot of people heard it. So that's, but, yeah. that's one of the reasons why that song really blew up and then took, kind of like, took me along for the ride with yeah. it, which was such a blessing. Yeah. Eh? But do you say you found your son pretty easily or did you ever were you ever oh, scared yeah. you were gonna get lost in the mix? Like finding my sound when I was starting out producing, you saying? Yeah. Like I've like tried answering this one before, but it's really hard because like when you're writing and you're trying to make music that you just love um, that you're trying to make yourself love, you know, I only want to write music that makes me happy, right? And that's what you should do if you really want to make a career out of it, but um, I had no idea I was writing my kind of sound when I was writing my kind of sound. I had no idea that it was happening, so because um, I was just doing what I love, right? So I guess if you're out there and you're writing and you're trying to make something new or you're just instead of like trying to make the next new thing um, just write what you love and out of that will become who you are yeah and your sound so I don't know that's that's kind of how I how I found my sound is because I just wrote out of what the hell I loved not trying to make anything new but just trying to make something that I could show my friends and they'd be like oh <laughs> I love it? that. Yeah. You know, that kind of reaction. What is it like being married at such a young age and especially in the yeah. music scene? It's amazing. I, I wanted to get married when I was really young. Like, really? I wanted to get married. I feel like that's rare for guys these days. Honestly. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm from New Zealand. Our, like, the, the culture that we live in over there is probably a little different over here. But Yeah. And so getting married isn't so much of like a... Uh, like a you know a lot of people wait till they're quite old or in their 30s or something I don't know I just I just thought it was super dope that I found the one like like that like yeah. when I was 17 you know um. <laughs> and um, yeah being able to marry her at 21 was 
That's crazy. Cra it's crazy. Yeah. It is weird. Um, just because I've met so many people over here that like, oh, like, you must be like 30 because your beard's huge, man. And like, because you're married as well. I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm like 22. Eh? Yeah. And they're like, what? But, um. What was your wedding like? It was, uh, it was a winter wedding. We had it in July, but remember our seasons are different. Right, yeah. Um, so, and our wedding was perfect. We had the perfect weather out of the whole week leading up to the wedding was like thunderstorms and <laughs> like brutal rain. Yeah. And then we uh, we had the perfect we had the perfect wedding by the end of it. Yeah. And um, it was sunny. Wow. It was very cold at night though. Yeah. And uh, we went to Melbourne for our honeymoon and we just chilled out there That's and so nice. wore clothes and drank coffee and <laughs> ate food for like a week and it was so dope. Yeah. How did you realize she was the one? <sighs> That's so... That's a crazy question. I don't know. Um, everything just felt right, you know? Mm. Um, she, Olivia, is one of the most kindest, most generous, most amazing human beings in the whole world. And she gets me like nobody else does. Damn. And, you know, we work so well together. And she's over here with me and um, in the States as well. And yeah, we just work so well together. She's got like a background in public relations and communications. Oh. Like she did her like whole like degree and whatnot in that. So we worked so well together. And it's and you know she knew me before like I even wanted to DJ. Yeah, she, that's like, crazy. She knew me before my beard. Like I was like a skinny <laughs> Justin Bieber haircut dude. Like yeah. So yeah, it's um it's really cool. Yeah. And it's we're, I'm so blessed to actually have her. In, um, in my life and like within you know yeah. her wanting to do stuff with for the quicks project because if she if she hadn't stepped in um, if she wanted to do her own thing um, you know I wouldn't probably be talking to you I wouldn't be really anything she's done so much and she's like a big reason why like the quicks project is doing wow. anything really to be honest yeah how do you think you've grown as a person since when you started um, I've gotten a lot more confident. Mm -hmm. I was I was very unconfident doing uh, a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> so like you know, talking to people, putting myself out there, making calls, and you know, knowing what's right. I don't know. I felt like I've just gained a whole lot more confidence in the music industry and just in like in the industry in general. Challenges of getting over here are insane. Like getting a visa over here is crazy and you know it was very hard some of the people we worked with over here were really hard to deal with and work mm. with and like we finally made it over here I'm so blessed to be here yeah so blessed to be here before DT made everything really hard yeah. to get it <laughs> but um you made it so yeah I made it you know it's really good yeah what would you say have been your biggest struggle so far um like it's it's ironic to say but like for a dj like money is just being like one of the mm. craziest things that has like held us back from doing a few opportunities big opportunities and we've been super blessed by my parents helping us out and, oh, wow. uh, and whatnot because you know it's it, you know you hear so much oh djs man you know they got those vegas residencies man they're making dollars they're making so much bank and then like yeah we're we're getting on our feet and it's and it's tough 
The whole like tax system over here is kind of killing us. But we're in a really good spot. We're super happy and we're doing so much. Like since like the last 13 weeks I've been here, this is like my first week of first weekend of not playing shows. So yeah, it's nice to have a little break yeah. and chill out. Do you think you couldn't get to where you want to be, like still living in New Zealand? Uh, no, no way. Well, it, you need to be over here. Well, we even like we even looked at it like. We did it in a practical sense where like obviously the first time I came over here like kind of during March and May like I was over here and we were working in Hollywood with my managers and everything was like going so fast and we were like knocking stuff out and then when we came back to New Zealand man like we were on different time zones and we were getting up and there was stuff being missed stuff excuse me there was stuff being like you know our like workflow wasn't great and yeah coming back and living over in in America just makes things so much easier and yeah. uh yeah being able to just um you know walk down the road and see my manager and like have a face-to-face -face chat yeah and, I don't know just show emotion and it just makes your whole like workflow and brand and project just like flow so much better yeah so LA is the best. Um, <laughs> Confirmed, agreed. Yeah, LA is the best. But I also, I also get like sick of LA sometimes. Like, sometimes there are like annoying people yeah, out on the road, for sure. trying to sell you stuff, trying to annoy you, and I'm just yeah. Oh, I just want to live in my own bubble sometimes with me and my wife and our managers. Oh. But it's all good, you know. Yeah. Last question: What do you want to be remembered for? Oh man, that's such a good question. Um, I want to just be remembered for uh, as a genuine person who just love loves and loved music um, and nothing else you know and loved music as much as I you know love people and want to influence people want to bless people I want to make sure that everyone that goes to like my live set um, just is blown away and walks out blessed walks out like feeling like they've been you know they've received something they've gotten yeah. something you know and they go like wow man like I feel so pumped up I feel so good about life and I just want to yeah spread good vibes wherever I go yeah I love that thank you so much nah, you're welcome <laughs> thank you so much for having me oh, bye. peace out <laughs>